Welcome back, everybody, to November's edition of our South Jersey Monthly Weather Roundup. There was a lot going on. We have a lot to talk about, and we'll even give you a little bonus, too. We'll talk about what happened with our early December 5th snow event. And join with me, as always, the state climatologist for New Jersey at Rutgers University, Dr. Dave Robinson. Thanks for being here today. My pleasure. All right. So let's start with, I think it's going to be the biggest story. Everyone was saying it was wet, wet, wet during November, and that's pretty much par for the course this year. But this one was special. At Atlantic City International Airport, we had a record 10.59 inches of precipitation. Broke the record by an inch and three times the average. So that was just one point. A lot of South Jersey was wet. So what was South Jersey as a whole? Um, was it the record wettest? And let's also talk about the, the signals that drove that pattern. Was it the same as what we saw over the past couple of months? Yeah, uh, first of all, it was wet all over. Um, South Jersey as a whole, and that's from Middlesex, Monmouth, Mercer, South. So it's a large area. Uh, averaged for the month 8.82 inches of rain and in parts of the South melted snow goes into that total as well that is the wettest november on record for south jersey uh okay. it it beat the previous record in 1972 uh, by only 15 hundredths of an inch but it it beat it um <laughs> the state as a whole did not beat it the state as a whole came in a little short of the nine inch record uh but uh, easily in second place so it was wet from stem to stern in the state in november yeah that's and the south jersey total that's 5.37 inches above average so that is a <laughs> bountiful plenty uh-huh and it's a little different than the past couple of months right because i know you're saying south jersey was the wettest but we didn't get it as a state so usually you've seen over the past couple of months the northern half of the state seeing a little more than the south is that a correct assumption to make yeah, there's been a little bit more. It's gone back and forth. But the one thing that's really notable about 2018 as a whole is it's it's everywhere in the state. It wasn't uh, a 2011 where Irene was just one event um, and got some areas much harder than others. Or back in uh, 1999 when Floyd almost missed South Jersey in terms of the heavy rain. Right. Um, this year's heavy rain. And that includes the fall, which, by the way, for the state was the wettest fall. That's September, October, November mm -hmm. combined. The wettest fall on record. Um, it, it's just been uniform throughout the state so often, and particularly in November. Um, we had multiple events. We had n basically seven events in November that affected the entire state. Mm -hmm. Now, a few of them were a little heavy, nor heavier north or south. Um, but it was uncanny uh, how many had roughly an inch, plus or minus a quarter of an inch of liquid throughout two-thirds of the state. Um, of course, in the summer, you have your scattered thunderstorms that deliver localized heavy bouts of rain. Sure. But even for the, the cold season, when the distribution is more homogeneous, this kind of outdid itself quite often in terms of the homogeneity uh, of the precipitation throughout the vast majority of the state. So, mm -hmm. you know, this this is just one that is uh, going to go likely in the record books. Right. Um, if I can segue into what we're looking at for Please. the year as a whole to date, 
Mm -hmm. Um, Through November, South Jersey had had 58.49 inches of rain for the year on average. That puts it in second place for the entire 12 month period, uh, an entire calendar year. And it's only three quarters of an inch below the record for January through (laughs) December in 2011. Mm. And that was 59.24 inches. So you do the math, you figure 75 hundredths of an inch is needed in December to equal the record. And then you look what happened over the past weekend and with the snow in part of the South Jersey yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'd say we're about two thirds of the way there already. So we just need a heavy shower. And this is going to be the wettest year on record in South Jersey. And I might add, these records go back to 1895. Yeah, and and that's important because a lot of times, too, and I, I want you to elaborate on this. You know, we always need to take into account how long the climate record is because some places they're not all that long, and some places, like you're saying, back to eight, back in the 1890s, is just explain the importance of that. Oh, it, it means all difference. I mean, Atlantic City Airport records are notable, but they only go back to the 1950s with the airport. You go over to Atlantic City Marina, and we have records back there until the 1870s. So when you break a record there, it's far more meaningful than breaking a record that's 50 or 60 years old, albeit 50 or 60 is a pretty hefty period of time. Sure. But you always have to take that into account. Mm-hmm. Before the Boardwalk Empire days, even in the 18, uh, going back to 1800s in Atlantic City. Um, let me talk, to, uh, let's kind of segue back a little bit into meteorological fall, which is September, October, November. We had. 25 inches of precipitation at Atlantic City Airport. That blew out the record, not even just the average, the record by six inches of rain. How unusual is it to break a rainfall record? We'll call it that because it was mostly rain here by that much or by, you know, a factor of, I mean, how much percent are we talking about here? We're looking maybe a little less than 50%. We're breaking the record by how rare is that in New Jersey? That, that's pretty impressive. Um, and again, that's a, almost a 60-year record at Atlantic City. So that's nothing to sneeze at there. Um, you know, if it was 100 years, it would be more meaningful. But that's pretty impressive. Now, we must remember it's one location yes. for one month. Um, for instance, what we're aiming for this, this year for the state, beating 20, 2011's record for the entire state for a calendar year, We've already gone way past second place. 2011 was in rare company for an entire year for the entire state. Uh, it was on the order of five inches above the previous wettest year. And here we are just seven years later, and we may, I'd say quite likely, surpass that record statewide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one station, one month. Don't get me wrong. That's impressive. Yep. But we've other records fall of late that are just mind-blowing in terms of how much past the previous records. And, and the interesting thing is when you look at the previous records, you'll see that the previous first, second, third, fourth, fifth place totals are real close to one another. And then you have this one just leap out ahead of yeah. the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the gold medal is looking likely uh, for the month of December, as you said. Real quickly, um, is it just 
a New Jersey thing? Is it a Northeast thing? Is it an East Coast thing? What? Yeah. How far great are we fun. talking about that we're talking so much rain and melted snow? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, we've certainly been sharing it with, the, I'd say, the 95 corridor from Boston down to about Richmond mm. um, in terms of the consistency of it all year long. But let's not forget Florence further south in the Carolinas. Uh, that gave them oh my, a year's worth of rainfall in just a couple of days. But you go out um, into central Pennsylvania as well, and it's been just year-long heavy bouts of precipitation. Interestingly enough, there's been borderline minor drought conditions up in the Adirondacks, northern of Vermont, New Hampshire, up into okay. parts of Maine. Now, they've relaxed a little bit in recent weeks, but you don't have to go all that far where people are going to say, you know, rain, what rain? We had drier than average conditions for the bulk of this year. Yeah. Okay. And um, let's take a, like a bigger picture view of this. You know, you said we were talking about this rain is really coming large, almost statewide round. There's nothing like super local. So is there any kind of climate change connection to what we've seen uh, with this and even looping in what we saw back in 2011? Sure. sure. I, you can't take one year, um, let alone one event, uh, and describe it to climate change. But we have to remember that the underpinnings of our climate system, the foundation, if you will, is now built up higher in terms of higher temperatures. Mm -hmm. And with that, warmer sea surface temperatures. And they conspire for more moisture to get into the atmosphere and be held by the atmosphere. And then you wait for a trigger to come along and bam, you'll get heavier rain than normally would be expected if the temperatures were cooler. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, it all fits. The modeling all suggests that. The observations are leaning that way too because we've had a lot of wet years amongst the last couple of decades. And it's during that period of time that we've seen a climate change signal ascribed to human activities emerge from a very noisy natural climate system. Mm -hmm. So a long answer to kind of a short question. Yes, there are underpinnings of, of human-induced climate change in the moist conditions we've been experiencing, but you can't say it's all of it by any means. And it's very difficult to ascribe a certain percentage to it. And let's also face it, next year is not likely to be as wet as this year. Um, we waited seven years to break the previous record, and that record had stood for several decades. Um, so you have to be patient as a climatologist, but, uh, but underpinning all of this is climate change. Sure, sure. And, you know, most of, like you were saying, most of climate change, people like to talk about temperatures. Um, you know, this November, it was chilly. Um, I've looked at some stats. Millville, 14th coldest at the airport. AC Airport, 27th coldest on record. Um, not extremely so. And we're going to get into a couple more details in a little bit. But how were our temperatures across South Jersey? Where did we stack up? And was there anything significant or unusual to this? Uh, not, nothing tremendously significant, except we had gone six consecutive months with above average temperatures. You have to go back to April um, and, and to March and then January to find the below average months this year. Uh, February was uh, second warmest. So you look at it and, and 
if the average for South Jersey in November was 44.2 degrees, that's 2.2 degrees below the average that's determined by looking at 1981 to 2010 records. But when you look back over the whole 124 years that we have data uh, for South Jersey, it was the 57th coolest, or turn it, or turn it around, it was the 66th warmest. So it was right there in, around almost in median country. So it was not that unusual. Now your Atlantic City numbers are higher because they only begin in the late 50s. Mm. And a number of these cool Novembers occurred before the 1950s sure. because we have overall gotten warmer. Mm. Um, but, you know, you look at 2018, um, it's not going to be the warmest, but we've had seven months so far with statewide temperatures, uh, not statewide, actually South Jersey temperatures above average and four below. And in those seven that were above include the second warmest February in 124 years, the fourth warmest May, the second warmest August, and the warmest September. Mm -hmm. So when it's been warm, at least in four of those seven months, it's been really warm. Right. Top five warmth, top mm -hmm. four warmth for mm -hmm. that matter. Mm -hmm. And you know, looking at November, going into more details here, though – I would say if we're talking biggest temperature story right around Thanksgiving, I mean, we did not get the record for the coldest Thanksgiving on record when you're looking at that maximum temperature, but it was a frozen Turkey for us here. Uh, I was out in Pleasantville high school for the football game and actually sitting next to me is a award-winning photographer, Craig Matthews. And uh, we were freezing out there because it was just so cold and you had the winds whipping. So, you know, we're talking about Thanksgiving um, specifically, what drove that? I mean, we kind of brought back the uh, the term polar vortex into the public sphere, at least during that time. Yeah, that was brutal cold. Uh, it's definitely one of the coldest Thanksgivings on record. And, and up here in New Brunswick, the nine degree low on the morning of the 23rd, Friday the 23rd, was the coldest temperature recorded for so early in the season in over 100 years of record. So it was cold. Let's also look to pull some trivia out. Up at High Point Ooh. Monument, okay. one of our weather network stations got mm -hmm. down to three degrees. Ooh. So did a few others up okay. in northwest Jersey. But they also had 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts up there as well. So the wind chill factor was 20, 30 below. Uh, this was a straight shot of cold air. Yep. If you back-traced it, it started up over Siberia, came across the Arctic, right down the west side of Hudson's Bay and smack into the northeast. The worst of it was from uh, really Jersey up into central New England. That's okay. where the departures from normal right. uh, were, the, were the greatest. It, it was a pretty quick shot, uh, but it was really impressive for November. Yeah, I mean, that was even, I think I had the numbers, it was below average even for a you know middle of January day and by a couple degrees at least, you know, for, oh, for here. Absolutely, absolutely. We're talking for the day and the season, it was probably 20, 25 degrees below average. Mm -hmm. And it, what it tells you, that even in this world that is getting warm and warmer, mm -hmm. there's still cold air up in the Arctic. The interesting thing about this outbreak there is a product which shows daily departures from average 
yeah. across the entire globe. It's a, a very interesting website, um, Climate Analyzer. Okay. And it showed that the northeastern U.S. on Thanksgiving Day and the Friday after was compared to normal was the coldest location on the planet. <laughs> wow. That's that's some good stats. So the coldest, when you were talking relative average, the coldest place on the planet was here in New Jersey. Uh, well, from New Jersey up into New England and parts of and Eastern New England. Canada. Sure. We have sure. to look a little, you know, we look a little broader. We can't be that greedy. Okay, that's fine. We, 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 we can do that. We can do that. Um, let's turn to a couple of nicer topics or maybe – uh, cliffhanger not so nice topic so we're in december fall foliage season is over we chatted about it i believe it was two months ago and you were saying not great it's up to this point back in october but there was some hope for november and just by what i saw here in south jersey it kind of came and went relatively quickly um there were patches but it seemed a little uneven um do you have a more uh better answer for what happened in new jersey during foliage season Tell you the truth, not really. Um, you know, it's somewhat in the eye of the beholder. Uh, we certainly knew it was late. I think it was saved somewhat by the fact that, if you recall, back around the second week of October, in a day's time, we went from summer to mid-fall. We did, yep, right around Columbus Day weekend. Yeah, and with that, it allowed the the late-turning trees to kind of behave themselves a little bit more. So it was kind of turned out to be a concentrated period of color in, in late in the month and early in November. So I certainly wouldn't strike it as one, uh, as an utter failure. Um, there's probably been nicer seasons, but there's certainly been worse seasons, oftentimes accompanied by drought. Right. So it, is this, um, you know, being that we were so wet, you're saying it was more of a function of temperature that didn't give us as good of a season as we would have liked. That's that's true. I, I don't think the abundant rainfall had that big an impact. The only impact that had, and I've said this for many years, is that it came a couple of late weeks. I think on one weekend it came along with some wind, and that just knocked the leaves off the trees yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, and it didn't let people get out there and see the color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's finish off with, it is December 6th that we're recording this. So we are one day after our, you're calling the expressway special right now. I have South Jersey snow special, whatever you want to call it. We had snow. It was really only about 60 miles wide and it was just in our part of South Jersey. So, um, to recap for all the listeners here, we had something called an inverted trough and we'll dive into that, but that's gives us a little focused band of rain or snow. In this case, it was snow. Highest totals we've seen so far, seven and a half inches in Brigantine, generally um, two to four for a good part of the mainland in Atlanta County, a couple of fives and sixes around, but really tight gradient. Um, how rare is it to have an inverted trough, one, and then how about an inverted trough in South Jersey? Yeah, I, I was pretty unique. I understand it is a little white down your way. It is. Yeah. Like I said, you, you come on over whenever you want. We got the snow. Well, you didn't get to share in the snow on the 15th of November. No, so we did this, not. So this was your turn. Um, <laughs> it, it's unusual. I mean, when you see those uh, radar echoes yesterday morning starting to back in off the ocean and then make their way up the expressway to Philadelphia. Um, you saw those bands come in mm-hmm. that really turned on the snow guns 
uh, periodically during the after the morning and for at least first part of the afternoon. That's a pretty rare occurrence. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk in rain snow line in Jersey, as we did on the 15th, I know people coming up the parkway up around Red Bank in a quarter of a mile. They went from rain and sleet and 60 mile an hour traffic <laughs> to almost whiteout conditions, cars off the road, snow packed roads and low visibility. This wasn't that kind of case. It was all snow. So there wasn't a rain snow line. It was a precipitation or no precipitation right. zone yesterday. Right. And, and you know, these inverted troughs come off the northwest side of low pressure systems, and there was a low pressure system off the coast. Um, so there was nothing unusual in that configuration, um, not that they happen all that often. And, and, you know, South Jersey was right in the sights yesterday. I mean, it, you couldn't have been better situated, although I suppose – yeah, it was a, the radar echoes looked a little heavier offshore, so you might have gotten ten inches out there on the fish. Yeah, uh, offshore. I, but, uh, uh, I'm still working on a press of AC uh, speedboat for us to get out there. There you go. There you go. But it it was really interesting. Um, the good news is it fell near the freezing point, and it fell slow enough for the road crews. Um, and just the, the warmth of the roadways to keep ahead of the accumulation. Um, not that there weren't roads that did get covered, but, you know, the main roads were able to stay primarily wet. Unlike the storm on the 15th, where the snow came in one to two inches in the first hour of the storm, um, at roughly the same temperatures we you saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. But at that point, all was lost. Um, because it was coming down so heavily, so quickly that the road crews couldn't get ahead of the storm and, and they got blocked by all the traffic that soon emerged onto the roadways. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday was much better behaved, although certainly perhaps in some respects more interesting. I, you know, it, it was it was a good boy storm. If we were talking about a dog, you know, a lot of people yeah. were telling me, you know, they like, oh, it's so beautiful outside. So that's great. You know, we we love that. You know, if it's beautiful outside, you can drive around, you get your snow. I think that's a win win for most people, except for those people who just want to live in Florida all year long. And, um, uh, and there are those people. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, as I said, it was special in a sense from a meteorologic sense. Obviously, that snowstorm in early uh, in mid-November was incredibly impactful for a, a variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. All right. Well, God, we I think we went through everything on the list here. Um, let's uh, let's wrap up real quick. Tell us what's new with you and the uh, going on with the state climatologist department in the uh, New Jersey Weather Center. Well, we are uh, continuing to solicit our volunteer uh, observers, our COCO-RAS, our Community Collaborative Rain, Hail, and Snow Network observers. Uh, we made a little push into South Jersey that you're helping out with, Joe. And yeah. uh, um, in, up in Northwest Jersey, one newspaper article brought us in 12 new observers. Um, and, and, and as we saw yesterday, perfect example of needing people out there to measure the snow. Um, the official stations measuring snow in South Jersey are very few and far between. Uh, and yesterday was a case where we could have used a dozen, two dozen more observers to really help us 
hone in on on where the snow was falling and where it, it didn't fall. Uh, and then with our weather network, our automated network, where we've got stations throughout South Jersey, um, actually today we've got a new station about to be brought online Whoa. up in Stoke State Forest, okay. uh, way up in the northwest part of the state. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll take a new station wherever it is, even if it is in the south. Yeah. And we've got the foundation in and the tower almost ready to go up for a station at Duke Farms in Hillsborough Township, which is in southern Somerset County. So um, by the time we speak next, there'll be two new WeatherNet stations uh, in in the constellation, as I like to call it. But South Jersey, we're doing real well down there. The year has brought us new stations in Lower Alloways Township, mm-hmm. uh, Lower Alloways Creek Township, excuse me, uh, in Vineland. And in recent years, we've installed others as well. We're we're still looking uh, to upgrade our coastal network. We've got some stations along the coast, but we're always looking for a, to cooperate with emergency management agencies and others uh, to really build up um, the quality of our stations in South Jersey. Sure, sure. And uh, I wanted to go back a little bit. You said newspaper up in northwest New Jersey got 12, but of, of course we can do better than that, right? I mean, 12... I would anticipate you absolutely will. Yeah, (laughs) we're we're gonna try. We're gonna try and actually breaking news first time on uh, right here on the podcast. We at the press are working on getting a Cocoa station right here in, or excuse me, a uh, yeah Cocoa station right here in Pleasantville. So uh, you pushed me. You gave me the inspiration to do it and uh, talk with the uh, the big wigs, and they're okay with it. So we're gonna go forward with it. See, I never push i just encourage right right gentle <laughs> encouragement and we don't want yeah, to be, you don't want you don't want to be mad at me you want you're well, just your disappointed too, yeah your arm's not too sore from being twisted i hope uh no we, we still we're still good my, my arm holds up i've gotten a lot of those rug burns when i was a kid you know when they when they rub your arms back and forth or they rub your hands back and forth on the arm but i'm good i'm good with the touch all right there you um, go all right, so a lot of good stuff here, good climate info, good what's going on with you. Um, glad to talk to you as we do every month. We'll catch up um, sometime in the new year, and may, we'll yep. talk about the year, which might be the wettest. We'll talk about December. Um, we'll have a lot of new stuff, and really when we get into January, we're talking starts to get into nor'easter season, so we're getting close. Bet no, and uh, happy holidays to you and everyone listening to this podcast. Look forward to talking to you early in 2019. I know that that number scares me. 2020 is really the uh, the. It sounds like the future. It still does to me when I hear 2020. You don't remember when it turned to 2000, do you? I, I do. No, I do. I do remember that was the big year. We were all waiting for the computers to crash, and they they didn't. We were good. I, I was young, though. I was just a young, uh, aspiring meteorologist. You're, you're very young. Yeah. I was already well into my first decade as state climatologist. <laughs> <laughs> that That's okay. That That's okay. You, that's why you have all this experience and you bring it here. You know, there, there you go. You don't want someone like me talking like that all the time. Anyway, yeah, happy holidays to you. Happy New Year's to everybody here as well. Uh, we'll be back with you in the beginning of January. Dr. Dave Robinson, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you.